This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Okay. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends. Listeners, I'm going to bring you up to speed on something. So last week on the show, I, I don't know whether this was last week's uh, Loose Units or Loose Ends. Dad mentioned the fact that the night before, he and mum had heard at the front of their apartment two blokes talking about a potential murder. This is obviously a very big deal. But does dad choose to lead with that story? No. Dad says, oh, and don't forget, uh, I want to talk about the gym. And I said, what do you mean about the gym? He goes, oh, uh, uh, and then I'm like, is this because you've... Dad's been going to the gym and dad wanted to brag about how much he could bench now. He chose that over a potential murder mystery. Listeners, never let it be said that dad doesn't have his priorities firmly in check. (laughs) Paul, you make it. Yeah. Well, so, so hang on, hang on. Where do you want to start? Because if you, I, 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 part of me wants to get this. We okay. Dad is getting surgery next week on his knee, uh, and so that kind of led to us wanting to talk about the fact that he's been going to the gym a lot lately. He's trying to get fit and strong because part of physio Paul, and rehab is Paul, building I'm a not, strong body. No, I'm not trying. I am. See, here we go. This is what. Okay, right. Dad's feeling very kind of happy about the fact that he's, you know, uh, having this fitness renaissance. And I think that's fantastic because I'm doing the same thing. I'm doing karate and gym and we're both getting fit and feeling very good about ourselves. And that's, that's a wonderful thing. Should be encouraged. And uh, I was very curious as to whether dad's need to get knee surgery because it's looking like it's going to be quite invasive. And a lot of people on Facebook, dad by the way, have sent their well wishes. And quite Mm. a few people have said that the surgery that you mentioned on the show a couple of weeks back uh, might lay you up for a little while. So if you like, we can do a couple of extra episodes while you're sort of in recovery. Um, Maybe we can do one immediately post-op so that you're on very strong painkillers and we'll see how much uh, your filter drops. I, I don't have a filter. That's exactly what I'm concerned about. But so you've been going to the gym a lot. You've been getting fit. Uh, if, if you would like, before we go into the actual story, you may tell people if you think it's appropriate how much you can bench now. No, no, it's not that. It's just that I'm very goal-driven. Yes. And I've always looked after myself, mm-hmm. as you and the listeners know. And I think that's good. I think you have to invest in your number one asset. Yes. Which is yourself. Your body. My physiotherapist. Mm-hmm. And I can say my physio because I, I, I go to the physio once a week, which seems extreme perhaps. 
that have been doing that for about two years. He is one of nature's gentlemen. Okay. And one of the problems, without getting too controversial on this non-controversial show, is that uh, there's a general consensus within the medical fraternity that is not discussed with the public. Uh, but I've built a very good relationship. Uh, and I've got a few cousins, golly, yeah, more than a few that are doctors. Something that they don't talk about either, but what happens is people within the profession would, at the end of the day, really like most people to look after themselves because there is an easy way out um, for some people to go straight to medication. Whereas, for example, I need I have needed to get a new hip for the last few years and listeners... Hang on. Wait, wait. The whole hip or... My right the hip. Whole... The whole... Yeah, the whole thing. Okay. Oh, it's rat okay. shit. It's absolutely rat shit. And I went and how to... Did it get th- how did it get that way? Through... Well, it's partially genetics. Um, and also, you know, well, I, I guess wear and tear... Although there are lots of people that don't have to uh, the requirement to to get a new hip, but it's painful. Um, I went to a professor of medicine at St Vincent's probably three or four years ago, and he said to me after an MRI, "Your hips." I'm paraphrasing here. He said, "Your hips ratchet. Your right hip." Obviously, we've got two hips, haven't we? Mm-hmm. The hip being where the femur. The yes. world, I was going to say the world's biggest bone. What am I saying? The humans, the biggest bone in the human, the femur, it travels up and it slots beautifully into a socket. So it's a ball and socket. And the top of the femur, uh, the ball, has has worn away. And I saw images of it. And he, he, he said, he said, look, when he said, you'll know that this is something you hear about with surgery. They say, You'll know when it's time. And that sounds very vague. It sounds like a kid saying to his mum and dad, when are we getting there? And the, you know, they say, look, we get there when we get there. You know, just enjoy the ride. Although with this situation, you're not actually enjoying it. And we were ready to, to do the surgery, as I said, three or four years ago. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty major surgery. And I thought, no, I... I'm going to keep soft sand running and I'm going to see a physio. So I've been seeing a physio and my physio has helped me build up the muscles around the hip, which has delayed me having to get surgery for over three years. I mean, don't you think that's incredible? Yeah. And he's, he said to me, this is, this is what we want in the medical profession. We would like, if possible, people not to go straight from a problem to medication. And I'm not sort of advocating, espousing, I'm not pushing views. I'm just saying that, you know, it's kind of cool if you can, um, you know, at least do a few things to strengthen that that region, which is what I mean, I've been doing. Weird, I've been Googling, you know, a soft sand running for years because you've been mentioning that you and mum have been soft sand. Obviously, listeners... Um, Cold showers, soft sand running, intermittent fasting. These are the things the Verhoevens enjoy. By the Verhoevens, I mean my parents. 
And they talk about them a fair bit. And occasionally they prompt me to kind of do things like Wim Hof or whatever. And I go, okay, cool, cool. And then I do a little bit of Googling. And generally speaking, it's people say, yeah, it sounds great. But as for the soft sand running, I've just, I've read so many studies that say either it's extremely bad for your knees and hips and will wear them down, or it's very good for building up muscle around the knees and hips. And I couldn't find a consensus, but it sounds like potentially given the state of your knees and hips, hips specifically, is it possible that years of soft sand running has actually damaged your no, hips? No, not a chance. Not there's, a chance? Paul, there's been very, very, very little research done. And when Christine spoke to her eminent knee surgeon mm. about going back to soft sand running, he said, I don't know. We don't <laughs> have... No, I'm... Paul, I'm what not laughing have... at you. He I'm said what we'd have to do is we'd have to get someone who'd had a new knee... We'd have to bring them back years later after plenty of soft sand running, put a camera inside, which they're just starting to do in America, and then basically look at it and see what's happened. Um, There is one study that Christine brought to my attention about a long-distance runner, Mm -hmm. and they had to do something later on, many years later, and they pulled his, his... prosthetic knee out i don't know whether that's the right word oh god it makes it sound like a one-legged runner and (laughs) and there was no wear and tear to the ball and socket okay i guess it's a lot to do with how you feel but you know you get to the certain you get to a certain point where you just go look it's painful um i mean i consciously stand on one leg regularly um it's probably something you didn't know paul (laughs) <laughs> Paul we're all learning we're all learning a lot dad okay listen we cannot bury the lead we first of all oh hang on hang on fit- I haven't got to tell you about my bench press <sighs> okay so Paul I started at the gym only you I've- could seem re- only you could feign reluctance tell a full story and then bring me back onto the thing that you apparently didn't want to talk about but please by all means tell us how much bench- <laughs> Paul Nine months ago, I went to the gym for the first time. Christine actually organised it for me. She found me okay. a personal trainer. She did uh-huh. all the spade work. Sure, yep, yep. And this is a serious gym. Uh-huh. <laughs> God, it's so Dad, funny. I just, I, Dad, I just want a number, please. Paul, <laughs> it's not that simple. Someone well, make actually, it simple. Paul, listen to me. I'll tell you a quick anecdote. Last yes. Friday, Stephen uh-huh. Lewis, a dear friend of mine, said to me, John, because he asked me a question about... <laughs> T-shirts. Because, <laughs> listeners, I've actually gone down a size in my T-shirts. And Stephen said, and this is at the pub, might I add, on a Friday where I meet every well, every Friday in, in Balmain at a pub, uh, which is great. And Stephen said, you know, he said, John, he said, years ago I asked you about a pair of shoes you bought. He said, you still haven't told me where you got them. In yeah. other words, he's saying to me that you're incapable of actually... Staying on topic. Yeah, that's it. So, Paul, but what I would like to say to the listeners uh, Uh is that when I went to the gym for the first time, I was bench pressing 45 kilos, and that was quite an achievement. Two days ago, Paul, two days ago, Mm -hmm. I set a personal best Mm -hmm. of 92.5 kilos. That's excellent. And my goal of course is to get to 100 which I'll be doing in the next few weeks and then my trainer very sensibly said John what is your goal after that and I said well of course it's it's never ending it's like how many times can you 
divide a cake up amongst guests, the answer is, Paul, do you know what the answer is? It's infinity. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. <laughs> fucking idiot. There's a point where you literally cannot cut. There's no cut. No, but then you just delve into tiny, tiny knives. Dad, <laughs> You've all I ask for... Listeners, welcome to my world. I ask for a number because Dad wanted to give me a number. He made me ask for it and then made me work for it and bring him back on topic to the thing I didn't want to talk about in the first place. What I actually wanted to talk about is the fact that you heard two people outside your apartment... Discussing now how okay so how do they phrase it exactly last uh, week? I'll tell you. Okay, okay. firstly, Will it was four in the morning. <laughs> okay, four in the morning. It was four in the morning. Christine did not hear this. Uh huh. I heard it because okay. we sleep with our balcony door open. Gotcha. Um, and that's it, Paul. You know it's open all year round. Yeah. Because Burglars, there's nothing better in winter. Note. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. better in winter than getting out of a freezing cold shower at fourteen degrees because I've got the thermometer. And just stepping out into that cool air. Are you I'll tell you what it's, Sorry? Nothing. It's really... It's, it's, it's cold, Paul. Yeah, I uh-huh. fucking know it is. Dad, I just... We've okay, established... Okay, so I'm lying in yes. bed. Great. And I'm actually not a light sleeper. Um, but I go to bed early. In fact, uh-huh. last week we went to bed at 7.40 one That's night. pathetic. That is... <laughs> re- that's really bad. And listen, it was it was Christine's birthday yesterday, everyone listeners, or two days ago, if you're listening, obviously. And hang on a I, sec, you chose to you chose to prioritize your bench press number over your wife's birthday wishes on the show. Interesting, interesting. Um, happy birthday, mum! By the way, and listeners, please, everybody, wish my mum a wonderful happy birthday. Um, I'm not going to say how old she is, but I will say that she's. Absolutely killing it. We had a great chat yesterday and she's feeling really good. So happy mm. birthday to my mum, Christine Verhoeven. Dad, on with the story. You're no, lying hang on, in... one sec. We, we, yeah. At the restaurant, we only ordered entrees. Okay. And we were out of the restaurant in 22 minutes. Why? Well, that's just how it unfolded. You didn't want to savor the moment, have a chat. It's funny you should it say last. that because <laughs> Anne called Christine, her mum, your mum. From yeah. uh, where was she? She's in some. Uh, I don't. I've got no idea where she is these days. But it's in the northern hemisphere, and she was. She was castigating. Uh, pretty well, both of us. Yeah. For not making a whole a big night of it. For being but, bad at having fun, I think was the uh, the argument she was making. But as Christine rightfully said to Anne on the telephone. Or as they say in Germany, the Telefunken. She said, um, "Yes, but we've been married for forty-two years." Anyway, and then we took. I did order one slice of nan or naan bread to take away, uh, and I sent Anne a picture of that in a bag with the, with the, the label. You've really boiled the romance out of life, haven't you? You've really just fucking drained it out. We got in, out, super efficient, back home to bed by six thirty p.m. Uh, and well, then actually, lying in a lying in a very cold room. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, actually, it was a heat wave in Sydney yesterday. It was thirty four, uh-huh. um, and we actually we're obsessed. 
Yeah, I know you're obsessed. No, no, no. We're, no, we're, we're, Christine and I are almost... We're, we're, I can feel us becoming devotees of a nine-year-old mathematics professor at RMIT. What, f- what are you talking about? No, it's this th- this young guy we've discovered who's a professor at the age of nine. He, he, he was unravelling complex calculus um, problems at the age of two. He's extraordinary. So we're, can I just... Can I read a quote from Ferris Bueller's Day Off in which uh, Cameron is describing his father's house? The place is like a museum. It's very beautiful and it's very cold and you're not allowed to touch anything. (laughs) I think think I'm Cameron Fry from Ferris Bueller, folks. The only only difference is Cameron can drive and I cannot. Uh, Okay. Please, now that we've established that, A, you guys uh, uh, don't know how to have fun anymore, B, sleep in a very cold room with the air flowing in all night, uh, we've now got the context in which you might hear a 4am exchange just outside the apartment. Please give us the wording of what these people said. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, two males. Uh-huh. I, w- I couldn't see them because I didn't get out of bed. Mm. I didn't need to. So with our balcony door open in relation to the footpath, yeah, we're talking I mean, basically, you can almost... Well, Paul, you know. You could you could literally but, lunge from the footpath onto our yeah, balcony. It's, it's, I have done that, actually. Yeah, I have yeah. jumped from the footpath. That's why it's important people don't know exactly where you live, by the way. Mm. So, let's so the, 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 the security door, which mm-hmm. weirdly is an impervious... There's a dramatic temperature differential. Mm-hmm. Um, so, inside our apartment in midwinter, where it might be, say, six degrees... Mm-hmm. If you step outside, it's noticeably cooler, i.e. 4 degrees. So it's amazing how the outside temperature, and it works, of course, in summer. So it can be, yesterday was 34, and inside I'm the sorry, apartment... are you marvelling at the fact that sometimes the temperature is different inside yes. to what it is outside? No, it's Dad, incredible, because it's... No, no, that's because, how houses work. No, because we have our door open. But what we do have uh-huh. is a fly screen. What did they say, Dad? 
No, no. Before we start, before we get to Paul, before we get to the good part, I want to talk about uh, temperature differentials as they pertain to uh, modern architecture. Dad, no, but Paul, yes. The interesting facet to this story so far is that <laughs> what story? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't said anything Paul, yet. Paul, is that a fly screen can yeah, act yeah. as a as a moderator? So, like me, it, with you. it means that if you have a window with a fly screen and the window is uh-huh. open during winter mm-hmm. or summer. Yeah. It still will it, it will help maintain a certain temperature within the domicile. Okay, that's my point. So what I'm in bed say? at four. Sorry? What did they say? Oh, so I'm in bed at four, <laughs> four o'clock. Yes. And these two guys, and they actually stopped outside, directly outside our place. Uh-huh. And having them talking was... They could have pretty well been sitting on the end of our bed. Okay. Talking. That's yeah. how... I'm just painting a picture of the audible quality. It was top shelf. And it was 10 out of 10. And one of the the men mm. said to the other, I've got the bullets. And I just... I was just... I didn't know what to do. There's, there's no way I was just going to get out of it. And I mean, I'm thinking that I should definitely have followed them. And got a rego number because clearly, I mean, I, I, Christine and I have sort of, sort of deconstructed that small group of words put together to, I mean, I, it it seemed almost dreamlike, but it wasn't because uh, I do know listeners, you'll be pleased to know when I'm awake, I am actually cognizant of being fully conscious. You're actually asleep right now, Dad. This is a dream. I was trying to stay asleep. <laughs> it's not going to work. I, wanna, I wanted it's, you to wake me. Um, you wake back up at 7.45 at night. <laughs> you just gone to bed. Yeah. Paul, um, uh, I've got very, the bullets. I've got the bullets. Got the bullets. Now, clearly, they could have been talking mm-hmm. about a hunting trip, but okay. no, not a chance. Not, a not in this not area. Yeah. No. no, this was really, really dodgy. And then, of course... I did mention it to you, and the first thing you said to me was, um, did I tell the police about it? Kristen and I thought long and hard the next day Mm -hmm. because that's the first thing I told her when she woke. And we mulled it over for some time Uh through all the different scenarios and we... And I know that there are going to be, as, as is usual... People are going to take sides, uh, and I expect that, but we decided not to do anything. I Can I just say, if you had followed them, gotten a rego, done some more work on this front, and then not called the cops, I would have been confused. But just hearing a stray comment and then having no other context, what what could you even tell them, feasibly? What could you actually tell them? I've, I've, I've racked my brain, and I did come up with some interesting information in that imagine that if something had have happened that night in this area Mm. and then we could have the police would have definitely been able to possibly definitely possibly well they cancel each other out but you know it's difficult with just voices i mean how many times in your life in all our lives have we heard a voice on a telephone or on the tv or on the radio i guess most most notably the radio and you're you're convinced yeah you are 100% sure that you know that person. Yeah. 
and and it's not them. So could could you have? Is there any? I'm not saying this is the case, but I'm saying theoretically, as far as the cops are concerned, is there any way you could have misheard? Not a chance. Okay, I just want to check. It was just absolutely crystal clear. Mm-hmm. It it was a jolt, and it was difficult for me to go back to sleep because then I was sort yeah. of theorising all the possible scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, but Christine, uh, two months ago in the cross, she called me uh, in a state of. She was pretty agitated, and she said she just heard two men talking about a hit, organising an assassination. These what? were these were um, uh, gangsters in two big black cars. Uh huh. Foolishly, hand on heart, listeners. I don't know what came over me, but I said, "Christine, can you get some photographs?" Hopefully, with the rego numbers. Oh my god! Yeah. God. But that was up the cross near the El Alamein fountain where there were literally hundreds of people around. And Christine, for a moment, we both considered. But then I just thought, what are you thinking? What, what, what on earth are you thinking? Just get a grip. But Wait, that's so she, didn't, con- she didn't, she didn't do anything. But she, but she heard these mm. two guys. They were talking about a contract killing. And... But I also considered going up to King's Cross... It would have been a Sunday morning and the first thing I was preparing myself for uh, was I would not be prepared to tell this to a general duties police officer because Mm. on the balance of probabilities, they'd take some notes and then that'd be it. I wanted, if I was going to follow through with it, to talk to detectives. And then I just started to think about, you know, in the grand scheme of things, honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, it's a little bit snippet of intelligence, yeah, but... But then, of course, look, there are there are lots of schools, I thought, because it's a hot topic at the moment. People are being gunned down in Sydney uh, and, and also in Melbourne. So you think it's possible that what you heard was something related to the spate of hits that are going on at the moment? In my opinion. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. That's, oh, I, don't think it, that's... I don't think it's a hunting trip, but it could be a hunting trip. Why, uh-huh. why shouldn't it be a hunting trip? Why, why, why couldn't they be target? I mean... Um, there's a shop in Roseville, which is on Sydney's lower North Shore. There's a shop. It's a gun shop. Yeah. And it's got those barricades out the front so you, they can't do a ram raid. And I was driving past there on the weekend and there was a gentleman with a with a, an ammunition box and he was walking in. Clearly, he is a target shooter. I mean, let's face it, listeners, we do send shooters to the Olympics. And when they win gold, we're very, very excited. Look at the, the the winter decathlon, where one of the one of the um, segments of that ten sports is target shooting, and they carry the rifle on the back on their back when they're skiing. So that's uh, you know, you, people do need ammunition. So they're all. Are you saying of- these guys? Are you saying if you'd looked out the window, you would have seen two men in lycra holding skis and rifles? <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> Unlikely. But Unlikely. possible. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, Either, look, okay, I don't Paul, think anyone's... Yeah, go on. Let's flip it. Um, you and Tegan are in bed. Mm-hmm. And um, without divulging where you live, yeah. you hear a conversation. Mm-hmm. You... Exactly the same. That's all you hear. There's no... Have I be- heard... Mm. Yeah. Okay, so there is a bench near us where we for a while saw somebody who was clearly a drug dealer waiting to do drop-offs 
and there's a guy who tours around the neighborhood with his car window and sky sunroof down mm-hmm. playing the same Kylie Minogue song on loop and Tegan's convinced that's basically a Mr. Whippy van for drug deals. Mm-hmm. We have no way of confirming this and I think the proliferation of true crime and homegrown detectives has meant that I think calling in a tip nowadays probably means a lot, means something different. Mm-hmm. I think potentially the... Maybe or maybe not. Maybe maybe people take these things more seriously. I think if I was going to report something, I would want to have uh, something a little more concrete. You know, I'd want I want to increase the chances of something being done. Hmm. So I think let's say Mum had tailed those two guys, taken a f- few photos, <laughs> and uh, recorded a conversation in voice memos on her phone, and then packaged it up in a little Dropbox file and sent it off to you know Doug at the detectives division of whatever. He would then go, ah, you've chewed my food for me. Thank you very much. But just going in and saying, I heard someone talking about bullets. They go, uh, cool, that, that sucks for you. Uh, but we can't really do anything with that information. And I think that would be my concern as well. Wherever I lived, if I heard something, I would need, I think I would need enough to take to the police where I wouldn't feel like a crank for doing so. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That's, that's well said. And also, I do think about, you know, loose units too. I think about the two of us and I think about our listeners and mm. and we have some we have a lot of interesting listeners uh, that cover many many uh, you know they come from far and wide um, I was just back to the gym but not about me for a sec uh-huh. um, let's just say that at the gym I go to I've been at the gym on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. and as I walk into the gym just outside I might see a type of car that I would describe colloquially colloqu- colloqu- what's the word? colloquially, colloquially. oh fuck <laughs> yeah that, that word as a, ga- as a gangster vehicle right okay without a doubt yeah, then they're carrying sacks with dollar signs no, on them. It's just no, a bit of a way. No, I understand. But I go in and then there are two guys that, that match that description. Mm-hmm. And they are fucking scary. I mean, these are really scary people. Yeah. yeah. And this is just a little anecdote, listeners and Paul, that I find really interesting. And that is that at the gym I go to, there's a particular person... And he walks in a straight line. Now, the gym is, say, 30 metres deep. He walks back and forth, up and down, in between sets, with real purpose, in a dead straight line. Pivots at a certain point, goes back, pivots, and he does that. Is this telling you anything, Paul, at this stage of the story? Nothing yet. Nothing yet. So if ever you go to jail, and I know that some of the listeners oh. have done time, obviously, on just on a, I don't know listeners that have done time, but I know statistically <clears throat> we would have listeners that have been incarcerated. Mm-hmm. I've been into many, many jails. I went into the notorious Parramatta jail when it was open. That was, yeah. I've been to Long Bay been to a lot of jails and there's one thing that prisoners do you just in the yard they walk they all pick a line you think this guy 
is without realizing it sort of unconsciously mirroring his walking habits from years in the pen that's what i was that's what i thought two days ago two days ago my personal trainer i mentioned this particular person for other reasons Mm -hmm. and my trainer said he's just got out of jail there you go there you go there you go so pretty pretty damning so i imagine uh you know you, you get into a um a routine yep and i guess if i was in jail I'd be probably do, probably doing weights eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of sort of stuff to do, I imagine. Look after your number one asset. Well, don't buy bullets. Don't buy bullets in public. Try and keep that private if you can, folks. Otherwise, you might have some sleuths after you. Mm. Look, I think that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. But I must say, it's been an absolute pleasure hanging out, Dad, and uh, to all of our wonderful, wonderful listeners. Have a really great weekend. Another happy birthday to my mum, to my wonderful mum. Uh, you all obviously know her, but please, if you get a chance, just, uh, you know, wish her a happy birthday. I'm sure she'll pick it up somehow. She's, pre- she's pretty woo-woo in that respect. But have a great weekend, everybody. And we will see you first thing next week for uh, part two of our look at a certain Blacktown case. But in the meantime, stay safe and we'll see you soon. Bye, everyone. Cheerio. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.